0: Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Ambience. I am your host, Jay, and today on The Ambience, we're going to be talking about something that happened to me when I was about 14. It was a conversation that I had with my father that I would never think would ever even happen. So stay tuned. I'm glad that you could join me today on The Ambience. Today we're going to be talking about a conversation that took place between my dad and I when I was 14 years old. So I'm going to go ahead and just throw this out there as a little bit of a disclaimer and a little bit of a warning. The stuff that I talk about on The Ambience is going to be uncensored, as I believe things that should be uncensored. Because why would you try to censor everything and not see it for what it is? I feel like, in a way, you're inhibiting your own learning process when you're doing that. And it's kind of the same approach that I take with anything. Really, it is desensitizing in a way, but at the same time, if you detense, if you des- excuse me, desens rather desensitize yourself to it, then it can't offend you anymore. It can't, it can't bother you. So anyway, today on the ambience, as I said, we're talking about a conversation that happened between my dad and I when I was fourteen, and the conversation went like this. Just to set this up, we lived in an apartment at the time. This apartment, it had three bedrooms. My brother and I shared one. My sister had her own room. And then my mom and dad, they had their room. We had one bathroom. And so this night in particular, it was a night like any other. I was taking a bath. Yes, I know. I was 14 and I was in the bathtub. Big deal. I like showers and baths. Tonight I just felt like taking a bath. Anyway, the best part of the bath came when I started applying my favorite shampoo at the time. It was White Rain Green Apple. I love the way it smelled, and I love the way that it made made my head smell so refreshing. To me, it did, anyway. I'm weird. Anyway, so everything is going right. I'm washing my hair. I'm rinsing it out. And all of a sudden, I hear footsteps coming toward the door. Well... I thought that was a little odd, but not so odd as the apartment itself is kind of small. But at the same time, why would anybody else try to come into the bathroom? So anyway, I hear a knock on my door and I hear my dad from the other side. He's like, Jay, Jay, I want to come in there. I was like, okay, sure. Go ahead. So he came in and he was like, Jay, he closed the door behind him. He was like, Jay, I want to talk to you about something. I just want you to know that it's completely normal, and there's nothing wrong with it at all. I really had no idea what he was talking about. So I just nodded my head and went, okay. And he held up his hand, and he did the universal sign for something that every boy, when they become a teenager, learns how to do. I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this. Anyway, he did that gesture, and he was moving his hand back and forth in midair. Imitating the gesture, and he was like, Jay, do you know what this means? And I was just playing it cool, you know, I was just playing it coy. And I was like, I, I don't. And I kind of just shook my head really slowly, almost timidly, even. And he was like, Son, this is masturbation. I mean, he came right out and said it. Now, I failed to mention that as he came in, he seemed a little off. He seemed like he was wobbling a bit. And I'm thinking that he had. What my friends call liquid courage. And I'll explain that here in a minute. But he was talking to me about it and he was like, now I know at your age, things are going to feel a little weird and you're thinking about girls. I want you to know that that is completely normal too. So you need not worry about it. I did it when I was your age. Don't worry about it. I kind of cringed at the last thing he said. But, oh well. What I failed to mention is that as he's telling me this stuff and as he's showing me this gesture and he's explaining this to me, keep in mind that I'm 14 at the time. I discovered how to do what he's trying to teach me a year earlier. This is what's going on in my head, and this is what I'm kind of thinking about telling him. But the conversation was already awkward enough, and there was tension in the air. So thick that you could even, as cliche, you could even cut it with a knife. But I didn't say anything, and he was like, son, I'm glad we had this talk. With that, he kind of just turned around and shut the door. And I just sat there in the bathtub thinking to myself, kind of late, weren't you, Dad? (laughs) That wasn't even the weirdest... Well, I mean, that was probably the weirdest conversation that he and I have ever had. But there was also another weird instance that happened. Later on, this was maybe when I'm about 15 or 16. At this time, we moved out of the apartment and we moved back into my grandmother's house. And we... Like, as I said, we moved back into my grandmother's house. And this house, it had a whole lot more rooms than the apartment did. I mean... One good thing that I liked about my grandmother's house in comparison to the apartment, in contrast, rather, the kitchen and the dining room were not in the same room. That's what I liked about it most. It made, I don't know, maybe it gave me the illusion that it was actually bigger and there was another room to explore. I was a really weird teenager. Anyway, so one night... I have the TV on in the living room. It's about maybe 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock. So I assume that everybody's in bed. And I just didn't feel like sleeping. And I'm thinking about all these changes that have happened to my body. And I'm wanting to figure out if I can draw the stuff that I'm thinking about. So I had a piece of printer paper. My grandmother was one of the few at the time that actually had a computer. And I had some colored pencils with me. And so what I was doing was, as the TV was going, I was using it for white noise, and I had the little uh, lamp on beside of of me on the coffee table, and I was drawing these little suggestive figures. You know, I drew what I thought breasts looked like, I drew what I thought a butt looked like, and I was admiring it somewhat because I could see the intention that I was trying to put into it, but... if you were to look at the drawing, you wouldn't know what it was. I mean, that's how bad it was. I mean, I'm no Picasso. I know that. But I think that I got my point across in the images that I was trying to study. I mean, I didn't know really anything about art. I didn't know anything about drawing. I had never taken a real art class that I paid attention to. I didn't know anything about foreshortening. I didn't know anything about shading, shape, size, whatnot. But then I noticed that it felt like I became as white as a ghost. Not because of what I drew, but because one heartbeat after I started admiring the stuff that I drew, I heard footsteps downstairs. And I thought that everybody was in bed. So I look up, and me being a boy at that age, when you feel like you're viewing something explicit, what do you do whenever you feel like you're about to get caught? You either hide it, or you try to turn it over so it looks hidden. So, I did that. I turned it over and I started drawing Spider-Man figurines while looking up at the same time. Because Spider-Man was my biggest hero at the time. The only superhero that I really cared about. So, in walks my mom and dad. And my dad was like, whoa, Jay, what do you got there? I kind of was just frozen. I kind of sat there with my head down. And I was just drawing... And he was like, son, go ahead and flip the paper over. What's on the other side? Great. Now I've been caught red-handed. So I turn the paper over, and I can't even look up. And he was like, son, why did you draw this? And I couldn't really explain it to him. I mean, I really couldn't. And how do you explain something like that? When you're caught, you fear the worst. You fear imminent punishment that you're going to receive. You fear anything really so I couldn't say anything I was speechless I couldn't look him in the eye and he was like son once again I want to tell you what you're going through what you're thinking about is very normal and I understand that you did this because you're getting these urges and I know what you feel son and to make it even more awkward my mom didn't say anything she was just standing there just kind of watching this whole weird scenario between father and son play out (laughs) Oh, good grief. I can't remember really what happened after that. I'm thinking that what had happened was we kind of came to a mutual understanding, and he didn't punish me the way that I thought he was going to. He didn't punish me at all, really, which I thought was really surprising. But anyway, he gave the drawing back to me, and I kind of just balled it up, and I ripped it up into a few pieces. Then I balled them up, too, and then I kind of threw them all away. Into the fireplace that we had going also. I love my ambience. I love my white noise. It helps for calming my mind down. I find. And I kind of just got up. And then I kind of just went to my room. My dad. Nor my mom. Really said anything to me. As I went to bed. Now. The day after. I can't remember any of this. But it's funny how you block these memories out and all of a sudden something happens and it triggers the memory. It's like somebody walking with a key to a jail cell and they trip and the key just magically flies into the lock. And it unlocks itself somehow and then the door just springs open and then it just comes and it hits you in the form of a flashback. I don't know. I think that these memories are funny. I think they're weird. I think they're funny and I think they're interesting. Because it makes me wonder how I'm going to tell my kids whenever we have kids about, you know, the birds and the bees, what to expect, what not to expect, how to be careful. Oh, speaking of which, I have more stories about that to come later on. But as I said in this episode, I was only going to talk about the two conversations that took place between my dad and I when I was at that awkward age, when I was going through puberty. And there you have it. There's those two stories. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed them. Just I hope you enjoyed listening to them as much as I did telling them. It's always a funny memory for me to go back and revisit. So once again, this has been Episode 2 of The Ambience. I'm your host, Jay. I hope you have enjoyed listening, if you have been listening at all. So stay tuned for our final segment. And now, a word from our Trailer Guy. This summer, come and see the film that no critic has raved because they have not bothered to even see the film. Also, the film is not being filmed on film. Much like College Humor, is filmed on Fruit by the Foot. Folks, I want to go ahead and just thank you for tuning in to listen. Once again, this is The Ambience. My name is Jay. I'm the host. And there are going to be more stories to come. Feel free to tune in. Thank you very much. You stay classy.